We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast, the Brocast, the Brotherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Yutaki, and I want to welcome you uh, to 2021. Uh, today, I want to take a moment to reflect back on some of the past breakfasts that we had in 2020 uh, and kind of look at them from the lens of 2021, of where we have kind of been through all of 2020, but also to reflect on some of the great messages that we had, some of the great speakers that spoke directly into uh, the Brotherhood. I want to start out with January. I'm not going to be able to talk about all of these because we've uh, we've obviously dug deep into some of these, but I think there's uh, some specific things that are uh, worth bringing back to our remembrance as we kind of dig into, you know, what 2020 was for us. And the the best way to start with this is our breakfast in January with Pastor Witt, and he spoke a little bit about the foundation of brotherhood and uh, kind of where they're seeing things go, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little bit of that in there because I think it's important for you guys to see some of the momentum that we're gaining with this as well as some of the support that brotherhood has, but at the same time, I want to dig a little bit into when he talked about pruning because I think that was a really important element uh, for brotherhood going into 2020. And I think the biggest takeaway that I had from it was where he said, the most powerful thing that you can do in life is to let go of some things. And I think we've let go of a lot of things in 2020. And so there's definitely been some pruning. There's definitely been some refocusing. And so I believe we've definitely been through that with 2020. And I'm really encouraged and really excited to see what God has in store for us for this next year. So here's Pastor Whit George. Wow. Good morning. Great to be here. I am, uh, honestly, I love this event. It's amazing to me. I saw it just a second ago on the slide over there. It said, what, 2015 established, 2015 men's breakfast. Hard to believe. I remember when Johnny called me and asked me, hey, is this, are, are you cool with us doing this? I said, absolutely. Start this up. And uh, I think, gosh, where were we meeting at that time? It was maybe over here in one of these rooms that we had, I think was maybe the first place. I know, I know it started in a restaurant, I think, but it but moved over here and then moved up to 180. And now to, to just see, in fact, as I pulled on the the property this morning, and actually before I pulled onto the property this morning, seeing all kind of, I'm coming in behind all kind of trucks, and I know what that is, is this dude's coming to men's breakfast at uh, 6.45 in the morning. Man, what, what, a, what a thing. And uh, I, I really am, I'm just stirred. In fact, Johnny and I have been text, texting a little bit this week. I'm stirred at the possibility of what this could mean. I, I really believe that one of the greatest avenues for this sent, as the Father sent me, and what Johnny said, so true, uh, you're not where you are by accident. And unfortunately, uh, in America, and maybe we could even say in Western Christianity, there's a lot of reasons for this. I'll talk about it this weekend if you want to know kind of why I think this is. But there's a, what we call a sacred-secular divide. And a lot of us live our lives like God's kind of out there somewhere and I'm here. And, uh, and if I need something or he needs something, we know how to get in touch with each other. 
but most of my life is my life. And then there's a couple of sacred parts of my life, and that would include going to church or being at things like this or being in a small group. Those are the sacred things. Those are the things God cares about. But the rest of it is kind of my thing, and God wants me to be honest and have integrity and all of those sorts of things. But we don't think of our work as sacred. And when you start to think of your work as sacred, that the people who do uh, ministry full-time employed by a church or some parachurch ministry aren't the only ones doing God's work. But you start to realize that where you are, in the business you're in, in the workplace you are, that is your ministry. Gosh, when you see that, it unlocks everything. And honestly, I think it's one of the greatest mission fields that we have in the United States. Because that's where we're bumping in. That's where light and darkness are kind of coming in contact with each other. And so I just, I, I want to see us, and I, I've talked to Johnny about this I'm just a little bit via text, but we're committing to this year, how do we leverage workplace leaders like never before to see God work, not just inside the walls of the church, but all around the community. So I want to just say hats off to Johnny, to Mark, to the team that puts all this together. Could we just give them a round of applause just to say thank you for what they've built here? So cool. We don't, we don't do this as a church. We've started, we've kind of started to finally wise up and go, hey, maybe we ought to be a part of this thing. I mean, of course, we show up and a lot of our guys show up, but I just mean, man, how could we put our resource behind this? And so I'm, I'm excited to do that this year. It's truly tremendous. All right, would you, if you have a phone or, uh, I'm going to put it on the screen, but if you have a Bible even, I want to direct your attention. We're going to look at uh, John chapter 15. God gave me a couple of verses. I, I thought a lot about what to, to share with you. And I want us to read through uh, John 15. We're going to look at verses one. There it is up there uh, on the screen if you want to follow along with me. In fact, I'll just read it from up there. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Let, 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 me, let me just say this. Every branch in me. When you come to Christ, you are now in Christ. So when he says every branch in me, that's what he's talking about. Every branch that bears no fruit, he cuts it off. Now look at this though. This is powerful. And this is really the text that I want to spend our time this morning focusing on. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be, and let's read those two yellow words together, even more fruitful. Let's say that again. Even more. Are you ready? One, two, three. Even more. Johnny said just a second ago, we believe that 2020 will be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. We believe that even more is possible for you in 2020. That God, wherever you find yourself, whatever your, your spiritual status is, and I, I look around and I see a lot of men that I know, a lot of guys that I know are good family men, love their wives well, are passionately pursuing God. I, I see guys that are, are uh, wonderful fathers that I've seen. I see guys around the room that I, I know God has done a work in your life. You're not the same guy you used to be. But can I tell you, God wants to do even more in you, that where you are is not where you will be or can be, that even more is possible. This is a word for every single one of us, even more. And maybe you're here this morning, you go, what I need even more because I'm kind of at the bottom right now. 
Maybe you showed up this morning and it's been a difficult season for you. Maybe 2020 is not off to a great start, or maybe it's just a continuation of all the junk you've been going through at the end of 2019. I get it. Maybe you came in here in a difficult place and you're hungry for even more. This word is for you. Even more is possible, but I want you to notice something. There's a qualifier. There's a connection. It's not just, hey, I'm just going to make you even more fruitful. What does he say? He says that every branch in me that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Here's the deal. Pruning and even more go together. You want even more for this year. It's going to come with pruning. Well, there you go. Uh, That's uh, Pastor Witt from our January breakfast. You can go back into the past podcast to listen to the entire thing. I think the encouraging part of that is that even more is possible with pruning. And I think through 2020, uh, there was a lot of pruning that went on. And so even more is possible, even more fruitful, exceedingly abundantly above. That's the kind of God that we serve. And that's the kind of expectation that we can have going in to 2021. So really excited about that. Be sure to check out that past January breakfast from 2020 if you haven't heard it yet. Okay, jumping into February. February was another fantastic breakfast. If you didn't hear it, we had Mark Delaney. Mark Delaney has been at our Brotherhood breakfasts a a couple times. He's spoken a couple times, and uh, I actually think that one of his... um, one of his breakfast messages, which I think it was about two years ago, is still one of our top uh, podcasts in terms of total downloads. So uh, anytime he comes and speaks to the group, we're always super excited uh, to have him and have him share kind of what's going on in his life. And for February, he did not hold back. He actually was probably the most vulnerable and the most transparent um, that I've ever seen him. I think part of it is just when you've been in a situation where you feel like you there's no way out and you, you feel hopeless, and then you find that freedom and you find the way to achieve that freedom, it's something that you want to share with a lot of people. And I think that Mark, uh, in his message to us, uh, was really hammering on the importance of vulnerability and the importance of accountability to achieve that vulnerability. And man, if you have not listened to this February breakfast, please make sure to tune in. Here's a little clip from it. The lie of my life was that I had to lose weight to be free. And that very thought handcuffed me from being free. So I went through some steps of vulnerability. Vulnerability is the the tool that postures a man for freedom. I called a man, I heard a man's story on a video conference. He weighed over 300 pounds and went down to 179. Then I was like, that's the guy I want to coach me. And I called this random guy and he wasn't even any kind of a coach. He is now. I called him and I said, "I, I I need help. This weight's killing me. And he he pressed me into getting accountability, which I think accountability is stupid. Growing up as a kid, accountability partners, I just thought, man, that's creepy stuff. Like, why would I want to ruin a perfectly good friendship? 
hey, Leo, when we golf today, would you make sure I don't stop for a hot dog between the first nine and the back nine? Hey, Adam, can you call me on Wednesdays and ask me about my calorie count? Like, accountability stuff never made sense to me. And so I argued with him. I'm like, yeah, I know accountability is right, but it's stupid. It's not manly. I learned about accountability, though. Accountability is what kept me in the fight. But let me go back to vulnerability for a second. Here's what vulnerability did. I'm behind this bush, and vulnerability postured me to have the change of mind that I needed to have. Because transformation comes from the renewal of the mind, not the changing of the body. Let me say this again. Transformation comes by the renewing of the mind, not the changing of the body. Look at this up here. I was convinced that I needed behavior change. And that with behavior change, I would experience spiritual change. And then I could become a vulnerable man, open and honest about myself. This was what I was convinced of. This is, this is the lie that you have to lose weight to become free. But here's what changed in me. I realized that vulnerability comes first. And vulnerability postures a man to experience spiritual change, which is a renewal of the mind. Romans 12, we're transformed by the renewing of the mind. It's not just a feeling we have at some point. It is a changed mind, and that leads to life change. A better word for it is freedom. When people come up to me and say, you've lost a lot of weight, you've been working hard. No, I have not. I am free. Well, there you go. I kind of wanted to play the whole thing, but I I will give you the opportunity to go back and listen to the February Breakfast with Mark Delaney. Uh, As you can tell, very, very powerful stuff, very uh, important message that I think we needed to hear uh, in 2020 in terms of gaining freedom and finding hope uh, through accountability and vulnerability. So awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's jump into March. And in March, that was our first virtual breakfast. So things changed a little bit in March. Uh, the COVID had kind of grown and grown to a point where we were starting to do more and more things virtually. And so we had an opportunity to hear from Pastor Willie George. And I think it was a very timely message, as usual. Uh, he was talking about uh, the fight that, that God doesn't put us into a fight that we can't win. And if you look at the challenges and the adversity that you know people have faced over the years uh over the centuries and the decades that you know what we're going through is really not new to god and it's it's not new to us and so we need to learn how to be spiritually minded and look as look at every obstacle as an opportunity and identify our next step. And so I think just in that moment of being in a situation where we were all starting to do work from home, or maybe we lost our jobs, or maybe, you know, uh, just the entire norm that we were used to had completely changed and, and things had been disrupted. It was nice to know that through adversity, through all the different challenges, there are opportunities uh, and that uh, we can go through those with God and see the opportunity, see the opportunity to trust God and see the opportunity to grow. So here's a little clip from his message. Other people have been here before, and this is what I want you to see. 
golly, this is so important. Guys, you're not the first one to face this. You know, other guys have been wiped out in business, and it may not have been a national plague. It could have been just one facet of the economy that messed them up. You might have owned a video store at one time, and you know that's gone away, or you may have had a coffee shop, and Starbucks came in right across the street from you. And so you've already had your national uh, catastrophe, and it may be just you, but you had to face some change that came along but God was still with you. And what I want you to see is God is with us in this process and we come from a long line of overcomers. We have a rich spiritual heritage. I mean, even though it may not be in your natural family, your spiritual family is filled with people who were able to take the darkest of times and turn them around. But you know what you gotta do? you've got to learn to be spiritually minded. And when you factor God into, and his promises, when you factor that into your situation, you're going to see some amazing opportunities in the darkest of times. I think sometimes we forget that it's a spiritual battle that we're in and and we just look at our surroundings and we start to think, man, you know, this is this is something that's unique to me. Nobody's gone through this before, but it's nice to have that reassurance that we're not in this alone, that it is a spiritual battle and that there is a way through it. And so it's always good to have that reminder. I encourage you to go back and listen to that that message, that podcast, because it'll give you a fuller uh, picture of what he was talking about. All right, so fast forwarding to June. June we had, it was a little bit more of an interview style. Uh, Johnny sat down with Brandon Murphy and uh, talked a little bit about COVID from a business perspective and how it's impacted businesses. And I think it was an important message for us to hear because I think uh, in that moment, we were thinking about all of the the, the businesses that were shutting down and, and how every, you know, the economy wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And just, just the impact that this was having on all of us. And I think that uh, what Brandon was able to illustrate in, in what he was talking to Johnny about was how a business can actually thrive uh, in adversity and, and how uh, how you can see God move in those things and really what our role is in terms of disconnecting ourselves from the world uh, and plugging in to God as our as our source and so a big part of that is the renewal of your mind and the importance of renewing your mind and speaking out loud the promises of God so let's listen to what Brandon had to say. We also talked about the importance of renewing our mind. There's been a lot of that talked about over over my Christian walk about renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. What does that mean? And we, you talk about how we, you had taken taken charge of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like anything. You know, God is 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 a spirit, and we're trying to approach God with a carnal mind. Well, that that just doesn't work, mm-hmm. and we're not ever going to get in touch with what God's plan is if we're trying to approach Him with information. But mm-hmm. But Lord, you don't know that, you know, the market just dropped whatever points today. Were you aware of that? I mean, <laughs> you know, this, this just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. If, mm-hmm. if we're going to know God, we've got to know him by the spirit. And so, you know, our, our spirit, God, if you've accepted Christ as your savior, you, you have the same spirit you're going to have in heaven. So it's not any more perfect. So this is not about our spirit. This is about this mind and this body that we care about. And I, and I love what uh, Pastor Gabe shared this weekend, even, you know, just, just talking about saying those confessions. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't think it's strange if we're not hearing from God 
and we have a carnal mind, there's a good reason for that. And, and this thing's got to be remo- re- renewed daily. And mm-hmm. there's only a few things that I think God requires us to do. And one of those is to renew our mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, really just getting into the scriptures, uh, journaling about what God's saying to you and, and speaking it out loud over your life. I, you know, it's one thing to read something, guys. And I'll just say this. And if you're not comfortable doing this, just find a place in your house where you are comfortable doing it. But Find something to say that God says about you over your life and let it come out of your mouth. And there's nothing wrong with reading the word, but there's something powerful when it leaves your lips. And, and that's why I love the message this weekend just so much is, you know, when Pastor Gabe acknowledged, you know, I'm not where I need to be, but God knows who I am and what he says about me is what I acknowledge. And he let those things come out and it's changed him. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 The renewed mind is, is an amazing thing because it's something that has to be done every day. It's not just, oh, I did that. Yeah. My, my mind's renewed because, like you said, information comes in all the time. Be transformed. Do not be conformed to this form, but be transformed by the renew, renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. And, and during this time, we really needed to know what the perfect will of God was. And, you know, there's so many things that we needed to, to, to run our business and to run, run our family that was only going to come from renewing our mind and hearing what God said, because it definitely was not the information we were receiving at the time. I think we need to be reminded to renew our minds. I don't think that's something that we naturally think about. But at the same time, I think we need a community around us that's going to challenge us to renew our minds and remind us what what kind of spiritual battle we're in and what kind of world that we're living in. And so that's where brotherhood comes into play. That's why we're having this podcast. That's why we have the breakfasts. That's why we're doing all of these different things to challenge you to renew your mind, to put yourself in a position to seek God and grow into the purpose that he has for you. And that leads perfectly into July, where Sean Thomas spoke about the we principle. Ultimately, the we principle, if I'm going to dissect it a little bit, is talking about the need for a brotherhood, having a brotherhood, and what a brotherhood ultimately looks like. And I think that one of the things that he kind of establishes is that, you know, guys, male leadership is is getting drowned out a little bit. And we need to create that community. We need to challenge each other. We need to encourage each other. Uh, and we need to mentor each other through discipleship and through modeling what God created us to be. So let's jump into a little bit of what Sean had to say. The capital C church in all of this, Jesus's voice is being drowned out. There was a, a Barner study that was done recently, and what it says was that only 10% of 20-somethings have what they call resilient faith. What it's talking about is that they know Jesus, that they believe Jesus, they go to church, they volunteer. Only 10% we're losing influence, and that's a big deal because us as men, we're called to lead. And, and the question then comes, what, what has changed, right? Because if you look at the news, it makes it seem like things are impossible, right? If you look at social media, it makes you feel like things are impossible. If you, if you even talk to some other Christians, it'll make you feel like things are impossible. But here's the question. Is Jesus still alive? Yeah, yeah, amen. Uh, is he still the all-powerful king? Yeah. Uh, does he still care? So the problem's not on his side. The problem has to be on our side. Jesus said this, John 17, verse 20. He said, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one. Somebody say one. 
just as you and I are one. Somebody say one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and that they may be in us so the world will believe you sent me. So he told us what, and then he told us why. He told us what to do, that we are to be one. We are to be unified. We are to be united. And then he told us why. So that the world will believe that he was sent, that God sent him. He goes on. He said, I have given them, talking about us, the glory that you gave me. He said, so that they may be one. Somebody say one. As we are one. And I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know, once again, that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So until we are unified as a church, then the world cannot know that God sent Jesus. So our actions, what we're doing, things like what we're doing to get today, being brothers, getting together, unifying, this gives credibility in the world's eyes, to who Jesus is. And that's a good thing. That's something that we can control. So this brings me to uh, what I call the we rule. I believe God gave me this uh, some years back. And simply, it, it goes, when we are one with God first, then others, we rule as we should with our sisters and brothers. So I found that there are three ways that we can ensure that we are one with God and one with one another. The first one is... You got to listen to the July Brotherhood Breakfast to hear all of his points on how we can be unified as a church and as a brotherhood. So check that out. It's only a couple podcasts ago and uh, you, you won't you won't be disappointed. It's a it's a great podcast. All right. Jumping forward to August, August, we had Dr. Steve Katzis. And if you have been following along for with Brotherhood for a little while, you know that every time Dr. Katzis speaks, uh, there's a lot of wisdom there. There's a lot of knowledge there. He's been through a lot in his life. And uh, he's just a, a great all-around guy. I had to listen to this one a couple of times because I wasn't sure what was going to be the thing that I, I wanted to share with you guys in this in this uh, kind of re- reflection on 2020. Uh, I, I decided ultimately to uh, kind of focus on whatever uh, he was talking about when it came to what our focus should be for the rest of 2020, especially with all the distractions of COVID and all the distractions of just everything that was going on in 2020. I think it was really nice to have uh, him kind of uh, hone down into what really our focus should be through all the challenges and all the adversity that we have. But with that said, there is a ton of great stuff uh, that he spoke about just from his perspective, from uh, from the medical side of things, uh, of what was going on with COVID, uh, and to what our, uh, what our focus should be on kind of moving through 2020. So let's listen to what Dr. Katz has had to say. Well, you know, I, I, our focus, to me, I, I feel like I should put like your, your eternity or you as a, a person and what's your eternal destiny I think I should put that in front of anything that is my um, personal opinion or something that I feel. So, um, so even if I don't agree with maybe what the public health plan is, but I feel like that's going to be a better testimony or that's going to give me a better inroad to have a relationship with somebody because I'm more interested in someone's personal destiny than I am my rights as an American or my rights as an individual or what I think should really be happening. I mean, if anybody should have an opinion about how things should run, I mean, I'm a critical care doctor. I've been in practice for over 20 years. I mean, I have more training than most of the doctors that are taking care of a lot of the COVID patients. 
that doesn't make me a better person. I'm just saying, if you want to make a resume about people that should have an opinion that should be listened to, I certainly have that resume, but I choose not to put that out in front um, because I really care more about the spiritual aspects of people than I do, you know, these. And if you want to talk about oppressive governments, I'm still not going to trade ours with almost 99% of the ones that have existed Mm -hmm. throughout the history of the world. Yeah, So for sure. You know. Yeah, and we're grateful, too. We have several uh, uh, representatives of our senators and also of our mayor's office here today, and we're just grateful for you guys and all the hard work and labor that you do um, because we know your jobs are anything but easy right now. We've never been in the situation that we're in, but we're, we're so grateful to have godly men in these leadership roles that can ask God and seek him for his wisdom. And so that's a big deal to us, and we definitely want to honor, honor what you're doing in your daily work because it is, is not by any chance go unseen. And, and, and Paul even instructs us to pray for those that are, that are leading us. Yeah. And, and it doesn't say pray for the Christian leaders. Mm-hmm. It, it's whoever's there. You know, yeah. they, they're ordained by God or they're allowed by God to be in those positions. And so we should still pray for those individuals. And, and if you follow that scripture on through, it, it really talks about to live a tranquil, tranquil and peaceful life. And, and the whole concept of that is that getting to a point where you can bring other people to the knowledge of the truth or salvation. So in, in that little string, in that little paragraph that, that Paul's telling uh, Timothy is just um, pray for the government, pray for the leaders, because I want to use that situation, whatever it is, to bring people into the kingdom. And so it doesn't mean all the decisions are right. And sometimes they're Christian people, sometimes they're not. But afford them grace, pray for them, support them. I mean, I've given advice to people uh, at several levels, and they don't take exactly take my advice. I'm totally fine with that. It's just it's just the grace of that position. And that position is different than you deciding what you do with yourself mm-hmm. or what you do with your family. Remember that it's bigger than your opinion, and we need to be praying for our leaders. Man, such a such a great message, uh, such a timely message uh, for us going through COVID and and through 2020. All right, want to switch over to. Um, kind of the the tail end of this, we've gone through and done pretty much a breakdown or a, a recap of a lot of the Brotherhood breakfasts from this point on. So I'm not going to go too deep into those because hopefully you've listened to some of those podcasts where we've taken the message of what the speaker had to say. And then we've kind of dug a little bit deeper into it and uh, tried to identify the practical application, but also you know, the, uh, the reasons that brotherhood exists and, and, and why it's important for us to have a brotherhood. So I'm not going to go too deep into those, but I did want to highlight, um, uh, pastor Lee's, uh, message that he had, I think it was in August. And, uh, this will be the one that we kind of end on because he's talking about really a lot of foundational things for brotherhood and why brotherhood is, is so important in our lives right now, especially in a time like this. And so I know that, you're listening to this, uh, you're listening to uh, a lot of the content that Brotherhood's putting out, you're coming to the breakfast, because you're seeing some of the momentum, you're, you're, you're connecting with uh, a lot of the things that we're talking about in a lot of these different breakfasts, but I think it goes beyond that. When you look at what Sean was talking about, where we're mimicking and we're mentoring and, and uh, we're discipling each other, that's something that I think there's a void right now for, for men, uh, especially in, uh, the, in, in my community, um, because I, I believe that there's a lot of attacks going on right now in terms of male leadership, not in the sense that, you know, anything that 
other kind of leadership isn't a good thing. But I think that we as, as, as a people and we as leaders in our community, in our homes and in our families and in our churches and in our businesses, it's important for us to surround ourselves with those kinds of people, encourage each other and bring each other up. Because ultimately what we're looking at is what Lee talked about in his message where he's talking about, um, why we need a brotherhood and, and, and the kingdoms that we have because we're created in the image of God and what God has uh, modeled us after. And we're, if we're not fulfilling what God created us to be, we put ourselves in a situation where it's very, very dangerous. And so if you haven't listened to uh, Lee's message in, uh, in the August breakfast, I really encourage you to do so. Please listen to that uh, and and also listen to the recap that we had uh, where Matt and I sit down and break that down a little bit. But I want to share a little bit from his breakfast because I think uh, as we're talking about the reasons that it's important for us to walk in what God created us to be, I think that's where our purpose comes into play. That's where fulfillment comes into play. Uh, and that's where peace uh, comes into play. And I think that's what we're all ultimately searching for. So let's tune into Pastor Lee. When you spend your whole life going your own way, you don't become the person that you're supposed to be. So what was God's original intent for us? See, there's some particular things about your purpose and your calling. And I love what Mark was sharing a second ago. Like there are ways that we as a brotherhood can discover what those are. But above that, There is a general design and desire and intention that God has for you as a man. And I don't know where you are. Maybe you're a a high schooler. Maybe Maybe you're an empty nester. Maybe you own your own business. Maybe you're trying to build a career. It doesn't matter. This applies for all of us in the room because it begins at the beginning. The book of Genesis this, this is what it says in the book of Genesis. And if you're taking notes, I would encourage you to write something down here. If, if you have a pen, write on the card that's there. If, if you have your phone, take your phone out, right? Write, write a couple of these things down because I think you're gonna wanna keep them with you. I'm gonna talk about three things. And the first one is this. You were created to be a king. Let me say that again. You were created to be a king, so act like it. And some of you go, ah, the king language, I mean, that's not really relevant to the world that we live in. We don't really have kings anymore. Doesn't matter. That was your original design and intention by God. Here's how we know. Genesis, the very first chapter, verses 26 and 27. And I pulled this out of the message translation just so we can hear it a little bit different because most of us are familiar with this passage, but listen to it from the, from the message. God spoke, let us make men in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. And this is what he said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. You were created to be a king. That's who you are supposed to be. So act like it. Hebrew scholar Robert Robert Alter looks at this word rule that is used in Genesis 1. And he says, basically what what rule means is to exercise fierce mastery over your domain. To rule 
is to exercise mastery over your kingdom. And as a king, you have a kingdom. Did you know that? It doesn't matter who you are, you have a kingdom. John Eldridge says it this way, we all have a kingdom and it's pretty simple to understand. It is the range of our effective will. Let me explain that. The range of our effective will, that just means where what we want done actually gets done. Now, some of you are young and you're like, I don't really have a kingdom. I don't have a family. I'm just going to school. You are making tons of decisions, young men that represent your kingdom. Places where what you want done gets done. It may not be as big as some of the other men in this room, but you have a kingdom and you're growing as a king. Others of you, you run companies. You have hundreds of employees and what you say gets done. You have a kingdom. You must become a good king. You must act like it. So if God's original design and desire and intention for us was to reign and to rule with fierce mastery over a kingdom, what has gone wrong? Why doesn't it work sometimes? Because we as men rarely really understand who we're supposed to be. Man, I tell you what, that is something that really gets me thinking and and really challenges me to grow. I think Lee makes a perfect point that we rarely really know who we're supposed to be. And I think that's why there's such the challenges that we face. That's why our kingdoms are under attack. That's why everything that we we go through seems uh, seems difficult in our in our leadership. And that's why you need a brotherhood. You need guys around you. You need community around you that are going to support you and walk through all of the different uh, trials and adversity together because you're not designed to go alone. You're not designed to do uh, these things by yourself. You're designed to do these things in a brotherhood. As you listen to all these different clips from all these different uh, messages that we've had throughout 2020, that if anything, it encourages you to go back and listen to them. That's 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 number one. But number two, uh, I, I really encourage you to uh, think about this podcast and all the content that we are releasing, not as something that you listen to one time, but something that you listen to on your drive as a, as a constant flow of challenges to yourself and motivation to yourself to be what God created you to be, as well as challenge other people in your brotherhood and the people that surround you that are like-minded, that are walking in the direction that you're walking. And hopefully you're challenging people to walk in that direction with you if they're not, if they're not walking in that direction. But that's what brotherhood is that's what we're working towards and that is why we we have all of the different resources and podcasts and uh breakfasts and and all these things that we do together uh to challenge and hopefully challenge you to grow into what god created you to be with that brothers honor all people love the brotherhood fear god and honor the king we'll catch you on the next podcast